0: You're listening to Right Where You Are, hosted by New York Times best-selling author, creator and speaker, Jason Wright, with inspiring guest interviews and Jason's unique lens on life. This is the place to see the good in the world, to lift and be lifted, no matter your starting point, to make a difference that matters, and we'll do it all together, Right Where You Are.
1: Hello friends, welcome back to Right Where You Are. This is Jason Wright. I'm so glad that you're here joining us on the podcast this week. This is a very special week because this is our first of several Christmas jars themed episodes that will run uh, through December as we head toward Christmas. I'm super excited. Haven't done anything quite like this before since we launched the podcast uh, earlier this year. So I'm excited before we dive in to our guest who has the most wonderful story for you. Let me just remind you how much we love it when you rate and review the show, particularly on Apple Podcasts, maybe Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast if you'll take a minute to write something nice about the show or not nice about the show, doesn't matter. Just write something about the show. Maybe rate it, maybe share this episode on social media, particularly This week may be more important than ever because you probably have people in your circle of influence on social media who don't know what a Christmas jar is and how that tradition can bless and even change lives. So this would be a great episode to share. Okay, our guest today is the lovely and talented Sarah Dean, and she is up in Coburn, Pennsylvania, which isn't too far from us. And she has one of my favorite Christmas jar stories. Sarah, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm so, I am thrilled. I'm so happy that we got you. It's on kind of short notice. A listener should know that if you hear some playful, happy giggling in the background.
2: The little one's currently emptying out her sock drawer all over the room. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Hopefully that well, keeps
2: her entertained.
1: Okay, Miss Sarah, I uh, I want to take just a second. Anyone who's listening who is not familiar with the tradition of the Christmas jar, let's quickly set that up, set this up. Uh, The tradition sort of um, was born from a family experiment in my family uh, back in 2004, and we took a jar and we put it on our counter and we filled it with change between about mid-October and Christmas Eve of that year. And then we didn't even call it a Christmas jar that year. We were just sort of filling a jar full of change, knowing that eventually we were going to counsel together as a family and find the the right family that would benefit from what turned out to be about $88 in change. So we filled it every day. And as our change went in the jar, we paused for just a minute to think about the needs of someone else to remind ourselves that Christmas isn't about us. It's about what we can give back to friends and family in the community and to the world. And it really changed the spirit of the holiday for us. It was a, a really, I cannot overstate what an important moment that was in our family to really come to terms with what the holiday should have been about me in particular, you know, as a, as a husband and dad, I just looked at my life and thought I have been doing this wrong. So maybe the Christmas jar will give me an opportunity to rethink how um, Christmas should really be celebrated. So the jar filled up on Christmas Eve. We found a family that was just perfect to give it away to. We gave the jar away to them anonymously, knocked on the door and scooted off in the night. Um, went home and just knew that we wanted to do this every year. From now on, this was going to be a new Wright family tradition to have a jar on the counter that is slowly all year long, not just during the holidays, but all year long filled with change. So during that whole process, I decided to write a book, uh, a little piece of fiction that is so, so loosely based on this Wright family experiment. Uh, That little novel became Christmas jars, had no idea that 15 years later, it would have um, you know, been sold and translated around the world and has spurred a, a movement, a giving movement that has given uh, literally millions and millions of dollars of spare change given away around the world in jars, which is just sort of the most humbling thing. And the most humbling thing is when people visit the website, christmasjars.com, and they share their story. Um, And I'm going to let Sarah kind of take it from here and then I'll have some follow up questions about how this all unfolded. But Sarah, take us to December of last year. What, what were you going through? What was life like? And then take us up to the moment you got your jar.
2: Okay. Well, last year, like most people experienced with COVID and all of that craziness um, by December, I things were pretty crazy in our house. We had a new little one. She's the one that you can hear in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband had been laid off from work due to COVID. They had cutbacks. And then our three older children were all sent home and were trying to do school online. Um, and there was a couple other things that we were to the point where we felt like everybody in life was just trying to kick us while we were down. Mm. So that morning, I remember it snowed. And we went outside, we were going to clean off the cars and clean off the driveway. And there was this lump in the snow in between our garage doors. Hmm. And I, I bent down and I picked it up and it was in a, in a Christmas bag. And of course it was heavy enough that it ripped out the bottom of the bag.
0: Hmm.
2: And I'm standing there and I'm looking at it and it's this jar just stuffed full of change and stuffed full of bills. And I remember taking it inside and I said to my husband I said do you know where this came from and he looked at me he goes what are you talking about and I said this and I showed it to him he goes where'd you find that I said it was outside I I don't know and I stood there and I then I saw the book and I read the book and everything and to this day I have no idea how it got here I have no idea who brought it Um, I know it had to have been somebody that knew us just because our driveway is impossible in the winter. Um, And our oldest, he came to me in the morning. I asked them, I said, did you guys see anybody because their bedrooms faced the driveway. And he said, Oh, it was late. It was like 1230. So there were headlights come up the driveway. Hmm. He said, but I don't know who it was. I said, well, why didn't you wake me up? Well, I thought it was you. Okay. (laughs) But I, I remember I looked at it and I went, Oh my gosh. At this point, we didn't know if we were even going to be able to give anything to the kids for Christmas. And then here this is, you know, the day after we had just talked about this. There's this jar full. There was one hundred and seventy dollars in it. Oh. So it, I mean, it still makes me want to cry thinking about it. But it was I've never had something like that happen before. And it was it was mind blowing, honestly.
1: I love that it was just the day after you were sort of, you know, having these discussions with, you know, with your husband and you're making hard decisions and you're, you know, you're trying to answer the big question. How are we going to give our kids at least a little bit of magic, um, you know, this Christmas and for it to show (laughs) up the very next day is just the best full disclosure. I have no idea who it was either. I I can't, (laughs) I have no clue who might have done this for you. if you had to guess, was it someone from church, from work, from the neighborhood, family, do you have even an inkling of what what world they might have come from to bless you this way because you're right. they must have known you right
2: i have I had my sneaking suspicions. Um, my one friend that I asked he kept telling me i was I would be a very good police interrogator because I just wouldn't let <laughs> the subject go. And he said, "It wasn't me." I said, "Are you sure it wasn't me?" I said, "Those tire tracks look like your vehicle." Nope, oh, wasn't boy. me.
1: So, you really did run a full investigation. I love it, sir. I did.
2: Well, I was impressed that somebody made it up over my driveway in the snow. That was the <laughs> first thing. But I have a couple guesses. Um, there's a couple friends in the area that maybe, um, but I, I don't know. Mm.
1: And in the end, it idea. doesn't really matter, does it?
2: No, it no. doesn't.
1: That's that's the beauty of this kind of giving. Is they? I hope they're listening, whomever they are. Um, Me too. You know, I, I hope they see the link on your on your Facebook or or whatever, and and go, oh my goodness, hmm. I wonder what she's talking about. And I can just imagine if they are listening right now, wherever they are, whomever they are. I hope that they're just smiling from ear to ear, knowing the impact that they had on your life with no expectation of a reward. No, no need for a, a some big public thank you or to be paid back or even a plate of cookies for Pete's sake, because you don't even know who you're thinking that way. Right. And that's just the most beautiful way to give when it is completely selfless there's just no that's that's the the beauty of the anonymity of it is it's just doing good to do good because you know that that's what makes the world better what did you Mm -hmm. what did you think You, you mentioned in your um your email when your story first came in and we emailed back and forth a couple of times um just the the tears that kind of came as you thought about this at what point did it hit you well Someone out there really loves us. Someone out there is really aware of us. We're not alone.
2: Probably once the shock wore off. Um, I, I remember I was in such shock over it you know, for hours, and I kept wanting to figure it out. And my husband finally said to me, he goes, just let it go. He's there. Whoever it is, they don't want you to know. He's there. Take it for what it is. And I said, well, what is it? He goes, somebody out there cares that we don't realize. And I, you know, it took me a minute and I stopped and I thought about it. And I said to him, I said, you know, I said, we needed that because, you know, we, we were down and out. And like I said, it felt like everything and everybody in life was just kicking us while we were down. And to know that there was somebody that thought that highly of us or that even knew me, I try to keep a low profile. but it, it was just mind-blowing to know that there's somebody out there that cares. Um, so my, and not to bring up a, a sad story or anything into it, but the person I was always closest to was my mom. Um, and she passed away six years ago. So I always said that when she died, I lost everybody that I was close to. Um, other than my husband and my kids. And I said, you know, there's nobody out there who cares about me like she did. And I, you know, I would get down and out about it sometimes and cry to my husband. And he said, you know, there's people out there. You just don't realize it. And getting that jar really made me see that, you know, even though somebody may not tell you all the time or, you know, talk to you all the time, that there are people there that truly care whether you know it or not.
1: Oh, that's beautiful that you've just summed up better than I ever could. Why this tradition um, has just come to mean so much to so many people, um, you know, including me, I appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, I always say to people, it's when I speak about the, the book or the tradition or the movie or the, you know, this movement that's grown over the last 15 years, I always say it's. The money's helpful, sure. You know, the, the money, whether it's $100 or $150, or, you know, I'm aware of jars that have had as much as $3,000 in them. Obviously, that's, that's a blessing. And it sounds like for your family, that came at exactly the right time to be a blessing. But then I always add, it's not the money that means the most, it's the message. And it sounds like absolutely. that's exactly how you feel.
2: I absolutely agree. Did the money help? Absolutely. But it was the thought behind it. um, Especially at the time that we needed it the most, that meant more than anything.
1: I wonder, I wonder if your mom is somewhere just smiling also ear to ear, because maybe she was guiding someone along. Maybe she was nudging someone to, you know, to where to know where to give their, their jar away
2: of that. She does some things and I'm I was never a believer in getting a sign from someone who's passed on until she passed on. Um and I'll I notice little things. If I'm upset or whatever, I'll have a light in our bathroom will flicker. And I'll, you know, I'll talk to her and I'll say, "I know you're here. You know, I appreciate you being here. Hmm. I miss you too. You know, thanks for letting me know you're here." And it stops but it makes you feel better. So I don't know. My husband and I discussed the same thing, you know, maybe like you said, maybe she guided somebody here knowing that, you know, we needed the little bit of a pick me up.
1: Hmm. I'd
2: like to hope so. I'd like yeah. to hope that, you know, she's not just gone.
1: So, yeah, well, I I can tell you for sure that she's, um, that she's not just gone. She's away, but, um, but not for long. And I have, you know, I have pretty firm beliefs from a number of experiences and and just my own study and prayer that there is certainly much more to this life than this, the story that we're living today. If the If the folks who gave you your jar a year ago are listening right now, what do you want to tell them?
2: Uh, thank you, number one. Um, I mean, not only for putting me in the position that I could give my children Christmas, um, but for giving me hope in humanity, that there are nice people out there yet. Um, and for caring and for, you know, picking me and my family to care about.
1: Hmm.
2: I appreciate that more than I'll ever be able to to tell anybody.
1: And that's what, that's what this is all about. Right. And I, I remember, I, I think you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that you decided you were going to now get involved and and pay this forward.
2: We did. So we actually have, we've done it a couple of times throughout the year, not just for Christmas. Oh, great. Um, I love that. So we did it with different things. So, um, we did a fundraiser. I had a friend pass away at the beginning of this year. Um, so the money that we had put together at that point, we donated to the charity that he wanted it to go to. Um, then at thanks just now at Thanksgiving. Um, we put a thing out on Facebook asking if there was anybody in need that needed a place to go that needed, you know, meals, anything like that. Um, and we paid it forward to two families with that. Um, and now we're also doing it at Christmas time anonymously. So, hmm.
1: that's great. I, I love those stories. People whose lives are blessed with a jar, and then they um, they choose to to pay it forward. And it sounds like you've you've done more than just that. Um, sort of turning your lives towards services last year. Good for you. And you know, my message to whomever gave you this jar is thank you for joining the movement. Thank you for including a book, which helps her to understand, and, and for your husband and children over time to understand where this all came from. It's always fun to hear when people have, have included a book along with the jar as well. And um, and again, to the person who gave you the jar, thank you for having your eyes open to the needs of someone else and for making what sounds like just the most perfect choice, the perfect family at the perfect time that needed a little blessing. All right, Sarah, I'm excited to ask you my last two questions. Every guest oh, right. gets them. I'm so excited. You're ready? You're ready, aren't you?
2: Oh, I think so. Okay, here we go.
1: Here we go. Here we go. All right. Um, the first of the last is you know the name of the podcast. Listeners know the name of the podcast is right where you are. W R I G H T a fun play on my last name, of course. What is that phrase? right where you are mean to someone like Sarah Dean?
2: Well, so my husband and I have a theory um, that everything in life happens for a reason. Whether you know that reason, whether you don't know that reason yet, we always say that everything that happens happens for a reason and that you may not like exactly where you are or you may not be content where you are, whether it be spiritual financial at your job you name it but even if you don't like where you are right now you are right where you're supposed to be right now um Mm. so this kind of play on your name too
1: yeah i like it be happy where you are Uh, yeah
2: be happy with where you are because even even if you aren't happy completely with where you are it's a stepping stone to getting you to where you want to be.
1: Yeah. And that's Uh, where
2: we were last year. And, you know, over the last year, you know, there we were struggling with him being laid off and I wasn't working because I was home with the kids. And now we've started our own business that he runs a very successful car detailing business. Um, And I'm back to work. So, you know, at the time we didn't understand why things were happening where they were and we weren't happy with where we were,
1: hmm.
2: but we were supposed to be there in that moment to yeah, make the it, decisions that we made to be where we are right now.
1: Yeah. Love that. I love that, Sarah. That is so wise. We we cannot get to where we're going tomorrow without being where we are today and learning the lessons of today. And I just, mm-hmm. oh, I love that so much. What? Wow. What a year. What a difference of a year has made in your lives. That's that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, many years from now, uh, long after uh, this podcast and this episode, or they're just a, a distant memory. If you had to pick one thing that you would want people to remember about you and your journey, whether they're people listening to the podcast or friends and neighbors up and down your street, um, who just know you from sort of your everyday interactions. If you had to pick just the one thing that people would remember about Sarah Dean, what would it be? What is your one thing?
2: Um, My one thing I would want people to remember is my, uh, it's a philosophy I use with my kids and it's a philosophy I use in life. And it it's very cliche um, and people say it all the time, but it, you know, treat others how you would like to be treated. Um, and that's how I live my life. That's how I raised my children, Um, and that's very important to me. So if anybody, if nobody remembers a thing about me when I'm gone, I want them to remember, hey, that lady, I forget her name, but that lady said, you know, I'm supposed to treat someone else how I would like to be treated. As long as they remember that and they, you know, spread a smile to a stranger or, you know, telling somebody who hello who's having a bad day, whatever it is, you know, spread kindness and treat others the way they should be.
1: Mm -hmm. Perfect advice for any time of year, but in particular uh, this month with, uh, with the holidays um, just right in front of us. What Mm -hmm. a beautiful, what a beautiful reminder. I mean, a a gift we could all give one another, right. Um, Is to, is to treat them the way we want to be treated. Well, you are, you are wise and articulate. And I um, you mentioned that you haven't done a podcast interview before, but you could have fooled me because this mm-hmm. was fantastic. I, maybe you're going to be doing them all the time now, Seredy.
2: I hope not. <laughs> I was pretty nervous, I'll be honest with you. Uh,
1: well, I well, like talking
2: to you. You can call me back anytime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't sound nervous. You sound like a pro. And I, I thank you uh, for me and from my right where you are Uh, listeners around the world. And for those who are joining us maybe for the first time, and they're becoming acquainted with the Christmas jars tradition and what it is all about and how a simple jar of money can change a life. uh, Be sure to check the show page for uh, links to the website where you can read uh, Sarah's original story and others uh, like hers that have come in over the last 15 years and learn how you can get involved in the tradition in your own Backyard. Thank you again, sir. You're the best. Have a very, very Thank Merry you. Christmas.
0: You too. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Right Where You Are. For more information about Jason and his projects, visit him online at jasonfright.com or on social media at facebook.com slash jfwbooks or on Instagram at jasonfright. And be sure to subscribe to Right Where You Are, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This has been a production of Wright Media Productions. Copyright 2021 by Jason F. Wright. All rights reserved.